I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. We're not you You're Puerto Rican? What's up, everybody? Welcome to For Christ y Cultura. I am super excited about this because this is the very first for Christ y Cultura live episode ever. I mean, we do it live, but we Not Facebook it. live. Yeah, not Facebook live. Not in the 305. And especially not in the 305 in Miami. So I'm excited. My name is Jonathan Gonzalez, a.k.a. John the Presby, a.k.a. El Taconazo, a.k.a. El Presbicano. And I am here... With my co-host, Caro, a.k.a. La Colombiana, and Ooh. Josue is still working on my a.k.a. So. But Aldo got a.k.a. A.k.a. the workout addict, a.k.a. the hipster health nut. <laughs> <laughs> That's a few of them. So, as you guys can see, and if you're listening to this afterwards, we have a special guest with us today and he is one of my very good friends um and i'm just gonna let him introduce himself but he is el pastor cubano pastor aldo leon of reconciled church miami so i have an aka for him but i'll say it after aka why you so. yelling bro <laughs> aka <laughs> A.K.A. El Colombiano, no, El Cubano, A.K.A. Machine Gun Preacher. Machine Gun Preacher. <laughs> that is a good A.K. Because that is what you are, bro. A Machine so, Gun Preacher. So I'm walk, I go to Africa and shoot people? <laughs> no, bro. Because that's, like, that, that's, that's what the movie's about. There's a movie? What's your context, yeah, bro, though? You, you never what saw Machine Gun Preacher in the movie? No. It was this guy who was a, a pastor of a church, and then he would go uh, to Africa to, like... Uh, he took up arms and to fight against um like this this like uh, oppressive party. I am serious. That's machine gun preachers to movie. Okay. So I was like, is, is well, that, so I did not mean that. So, so I'm going to fight la revolution somewhere. No, no I did not mean I that. Know what I meant is I, that. I, yeah, you just, well, you gotta know what you're saying when you use the terms. <laughs> I do. Machine gun preachers a movie about uh, that precise situation I just spoke about. So. But we are in the Miami context, and we're talking about Aldo, and you are not that so, character in that movie. Who are no. you, bro? I like. <laughs> okay, I introduced you. Now, who are you, and why are you here? Who am I? Is the wrong question. <laughs> so what? Okay. <laughs> am I? So okay. First of all, where are we? Where are we, guys, right now? Wetjeter. Sunset. Wetjeter. Sunset, sunset what? Wait, like, wait, where, where wait, are we wait, at? Wait, wait, Florida. We are in Florida. Yes. No, we're in Miami. Okay. <laughs> That's not the rest of Florida. <laughs> we, we are in... We are we are an entity unto ourselves that happens to be attached to Florida. <laughs> okay. Nicely. We are in Miami. And... Um, we are in North Cuba. North Cuba. Mm-hmm. Yes. And little Mexico as... Not here, but down there where where we were earlier Homestead, yeah. in Homestead. So, 
praise the Lord for that. But um, yeah, North Cuba has has a, a Mexican section. Huh. Yes. So North where Cuba. are you from, Aldo? Where am I from? I'm from everywhere. So basically, I'm from nowhere. Okay. Bro, why are you? It's true. Straight up. <laughs> I've lit. Why are you? Why are you making this so difficult? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Answer I, the question. I, yeah, look, you already said I, I'm a pastor in uh, Miami. Um, my AKA is is the is uh, the bishop, the apostle. Oh, uh, that's right. The apostle of the Miami. The apostle of Miami. Of the, the bishop of Miami. The reform Latinos. Um, Not just broadly. It's you know. <laughs> el, el, Mar, Mar, el Martin Lutero de Miami or whatever, bro. Like, I, I you El ungido, aka el ungido. El ungido de Dios. El, no, you have to say el ungido. That's how you gotta say it, bro. <laughs> so we are in Miami because I took a trip down here and am scoping the land for a possible move down here. If, Reloc if anybody did relocation, didn't know, relocation. So that's why I'm here. I've been here for five, since four, Thursday. Thursday, and today is today is Monday. Monday. So since Thursday, I've been here. I've been chilling with Aldo. Uh, he's been showing me Miami, and I've been interacting with a lot of your church family, both of you, because yeah. you guys go to the same church. Yeah, we do. Right? Yes. That's yeah. your pastor. He is my pastor. That's yes. your pastor. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> So, Pastor, I'm going delirious. I think I don't know. So, Pastor between Aldo, the sun and the, the the adult drinks we had earlier. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, Pastor Aldo is. Um, I, I want. I went to the beach. I want to know who you are uh, a little bit more, just so the listeners can understand. But um, you are Cuban. You've been here, in Miami. You've planted a church here. Yeah. Right, and the name of the church is uh, Reconciled Church Miami. Okay. So yeah, we 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 planted our church here in 2016 um, from scratch, from a few goofballs on a, on a couch in a, in my living room, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we we got uh, ejected from the SBC, um, and we became Presbyterian. We joined the PCA, Woo! and um, yo, I am just so happy because this is the first time. That the whole panel, the, the whole speakers, they're all Presbyterians. Mm, interesting. Yes. And did you guys see my hat? I love it. Oh, wow. Yes. So I'm I taking John the Presby to like the, like, this is me. <laughs> I'm, I'm embracing that identity. Like. That is his helmet of truth. Yes. <laughs> Some dude asked me if, because, okay, if you guys can't see, my hat has a P, it's a pirate's hat. So it has that P, the pirate logo whatever pirata. but right next to it it has Aryan so it reads Presbyterian mm -hmm. when you see my hat and uh, I was at the airport and some dude asked me so you only eat fish <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that bro. really yeah he asked me if I only eat fish pescatarian presbyterian yeah oh, pescatarian presbyterian <laughs> you know say, yeah Potato, potato. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I am excited. This is my debut. I've had this hat uh, made for, like, over a week, and I was like, the world is not ready for this hat. Can the live stream see it? 
Let's no, it's too far. Presbyterian. Presbyterian. If you are watching this live, you could see how my hat looks. And if you're watching, you're hearing this later on, then you could see and go back to the live and look at it. But all right, so so bro, why Miami? Like why why here? Why did you why did you decide to plant in Miami? Um, because I think. Just there's there's like there's there's three main reasons. Number one, um, this is uh, the city that it makes most sense to be myself. Um, I, my you know my roots are uh, my family's from Cuba, but um, I spent a lot of time in South Florida and in, in, in the general broader Miami area. Sometimes briefly in Miami, mostly out of the area, but always in the area. So Miami, in many ways, is home, um, and where it makes most sense for me to be myself. Um, I think, at the end of the day, uh, yeah, what, I'm not talking about like be myself in some kind of like uh, I don't know millennial arrogant way. <laughs> I mean, like God, you know, like I just gotta just be, be me. myself. Yeah, gotta be me. Forget <laughs> everybody else. All right, you know, like no, Ooh. I mean, like God providentially, um, you know, he he makes you. Um, a lot of who you are, you know, what you like, what you eat, how you talk, you know, your your your, your culture, your what background. You like. So it just made sense for me to be me here. Um, number two, um, I think that out of all the major metropolitan areas that have Hispanics, um, this is the by far most gospel va gospel vacant gospel needy place that i've seen and so i don't know i had a pastor one time tell me you know Aldo, you can go anywhere but like if you're gonna go somewhere go where there's a lot of need hmm. and so i felt like i fit here um i can be myself here and i feel like just you know gospel centered churches are sadly a rarity here so miami is a, hu a huge city we explored what, what where do we go because i can't off the top of my head every single neighborhood where do we go single place that we uh went we went to brickle you know shout outs to all the the yuppies over there <laughs> um and then we went to alapata and uh winwood with all the hipsters and we went to overtown <laughs> with with you know straight up hood and then we went to little haiti uh, which is, you know, another very poor community. But you had like a good glow when we were like driving there. You just uh, glow. Yeah, you just. It was like you were like the sun, and you were br brightly like all of you were just like beautiful in Little Havana. I, 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 I think you were just you, you were jet lagged. I think um, so because that's the first place we went to. Yeah, actually. we went to yeah we went to Little Havana. We went to Little Havana. Okay. You know, um, and then we went to. East Grove, West Grove. We went to mm -hmm. through Pinecrest, uh, Cutler Bay, Palmetto Bay, and then we were in the Homestead area. Um, those are all the kind of spots that we hit up. And then we, we went to Redlands with you, which is kind of like, uh, you know, I don't know, like the farms of yeah. of, of mm -hmm. West Homestead. And so yeah, you've you seen a lot. So you saw Ken, you saw some of Kendall. I did. I now did. and now you're in Westchester. <laughs> okay. So that's where we or sunset. This is Westchester. Speak. You have sunset is, say, sunset is right not now? a city. I want to see how you guys are. Sunset's not a city. <laughs> it's Westchester either. They don't have a police department. 
They don't have to have a police department <laughs> to be a city. Okay, so first of all, shout out Florida because... They have Miami-Dade. Shout out Florida because I was looking at the statistics of our podcast and the number one state that people hear our podcast, they're from California. <laughs> but look, but. no, okay, but, but uh, okay. close to that, most of the people that listen to us are in Florida. Yes. Okay. In Miami, most... How do you know that? You have, you have like some like yes, like bro, cause w- I Wizard of Oz podcast, like software podcast, and it tells you statistics mm-hmm. of how your podcast is doing, how many listeners, how many downloads, all that. It sounds okay. like spyware. <laughs> okay, so shout out Florida because you guys have supported us, and I think now that we have Gato on the show and Aldo, obviously you have a whole bunch of friends. Uh, we're gonna get more listeners from Florida, so for sure. So praise God for that. Yeah. So, um, Miami's big. Why Homestead? So, your church is specifically in Homestead, right? Yeah. yeah. And I, I say Homestead area, South Dade. So, that's on the map. Miami is south. And my Homestead is the southest of the south. The south. Before south, the south. Keys. Yeah. Well, before Florida City. It's like right at the tippy, t- tippy bottom. I was going to say the top. Tippy the, bottom. the reason I picked the Homestead area is because no one wants to go to Homestead. Homestead, <laughs> homestead is whack. Yeah. To a lot of people. And what? Well, really? you're you're just a different kind of person, okay? Okay. But when no I one's like no one no no church planners like yo, I want to go to Homestead, you know, like it's like South Miami, you know, Brickle sounds great, Doral, West, you know, Kendall. Um, Homestead is oftentimes overlooked area, so that was made it appealing to me. Homestead is less um, overly Hispanic. There's a lot of places like like this area, like everyone's a Spanish speaker. Mm. Um, that's not my family. My my wife is very um, much Americanized. She's half Mexican, but she's a hundred percent culturally American. Um, she speaks no Spanish. So again, like I needed a, to be socializing pastorally in a place where my entire family can can socialize well. Mm-hmm. And with certain areas that are very densely Hispanic, you know, in a, in a very like homogenous way like it was it just didn't make a lot of sense and then the other reason was i can afford to live there i I really believe that you should pastor in the general you should live in the general area that you're pastoring not be a commuter um and i can't afford to live in 90 percent of miami but i can't afford to live in the home center area (laughs) so yeah those are those are probably the three three reasons cool bro so that is that is a little bit about uh pastor aldo and the work that he's doing i am grateful to god for what I've seen, the people I've met. Uh, I went to church on Sunday, yesterday, and uh, it was dope, bro. It's, I don't know. I, I don't know what everybody else thinks, okay? Because I don't read minds and everything. Yeah. But I think that I fit in pretty good. But I could just be people, living in a d- people, dream. People, people, you know s- I mean? people said that to you. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay, one time. Twice. Yes. Okay. Sandra said it to you and then Tanya did. Dope. I think you guys fit in too. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. I mean, I think anyone fits in. Mon. <laughs> that sounds Anybody. Weird. That's <laughs> <laughs> So if you're listening to this I right now, like... you wanna live in a beautiful place, then <laughs> no. come yes, down to Yes, that is who we Mon. are as reconcile, like yeah, right? I, I understand what you're saying and I agree, but I think I think I think what what 
with with Jonathan, it's more like um, he already has matured into um, reconcile, as opposed to like he's not like a person who like, like we accept people like because we're like I don't know we we like to just hide in the gospel and avoid hiding in like smaller categories. But I feel like he's already matured into that, and so he just it's like I don't know it's just almost like a. He fits into like what repen- he he fits into what reconcile produces. Got it. Does that wow. make sense? Yes. Cool. You. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Without having been there. Yes, like we were expecting you eagerly. <laughs> to really? Just like, yeah. I mean, it's this has been in the works for a while. Like you coming down to Miami mm-hmm. and like, um, I guess now me being part of like the podcast just makes it more like. We're, yes, we're family, but we're like just a little closer. You know? Now, yes, yeah. So that's I am excited for <laughs> for reconcile. I'm happy to have you in my life, um, not just as a friend, but you've been kind of like a mentor and like a long distance discipler in a way. I don't know. I talk to you about my problems and stuff like that. But anyways, um, I am gonna we're gonna play a quiz. We're gonna play a little short game, just uh. To wake Aldo up. Wake Aldo up because kind of like falling no, asleep here. I know this is like the lowest I've seen you. Like you're <laughs> full of energy, like all the time, That's and not now true. you're just you, like you've seen me. You've seen me. You've seen me, dude. I, bro, don't say I lied in, in my own podcast, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so all right. Um, I suck as always, and I don't prepare and don't get all the things that I'm supposed to. So I had a solid list. Of 10 questions I was going to ask you, but I don't have that. And I didn't write it in itinerary. So it's going to be freestyle. So you're going to ask him questions, anything you want, Bible questions, uh, whatever, anything, anything, anything. So nothing that will require a lot of like explanation because then we won't have time. Short answers. Right? So quick answers. Quick answers. I'm going to ask you some trivia, some Bible questions, and let's see if you really are a pastor and you're really smart. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you want to put it that way? Fine. No, I know. I just do it for dramatic purposes. Okay. Not because this is the definer, but uh, okay. So, first question I want to ask is: so you didn't go into this, but I know from background knowledge of you, and you, not like that. You have lived in L.A. You've lived in Virginia. Mm-hmm. You lived in Maryland. Maryland, you lived in different places, and in Miami, there is a diverse, uh, diverse Latino-ness. I don't know yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. There's a diverse people uh, in living in Miami. You got Puerto Ricans, you got Mexicans, you got Cubans, you got Colombianos. Nica! Nicaraguans. You got all the, 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 the Latin flavor here. So with that being said, out of all the Latin American countries and their foods, which one is your favorite? Mexican. Wow. Hands down. Yeah? yeah? All of them. No competition. Wow. Yep. And cool. he, you can find him at Tutis Frutis <laughs> down in Florida City. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, Tutis Frutis, that sounds whack. They, Did he take it's you weird. there? They, they, they didn't, they but sell, we drove they, past they it. They sell tacos, <coughs> elote, and, 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 and fruit, drink, fruit juices, drinks. Yes. So It's very odd. I did not believe. No, wait. Let I'm, not, I'm just going to. Ask you another question because this is gonna go somewhere. Okay. Uh, but okay, 
Second question. Um, second question. I'm gonna leave it to Caro. Do you work out? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Uh, because I'm aging and because my body is a temple of. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm aging and um, I need energy for a lot of things, particularly having little kids and uh, working out really provides long-term energy. Okay. So, how old yeah. are you and how many kids you got? Thirty-eight, three. On what day was George Washington born? <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> In the 1700s. Wait, what, 1600s, I don't know. What countries in South America and the Caribbean have you visited? Uh, Venezuela, um, Venezuela, Cuba, Puerto Rico, and um, that's it. Cuba? He said, he said, wait, wait, what'd you say? South America and Central America. Oh, South and Central. Okay, I've been to, I'm sorry, um, I just had a lapse. I've been to Mexico uh, many times. Mexico's North America. <clears throat> okay. I've been to Central, Central, I've been to Central Mexico, and no, I'm just kidding. Um, I've been to Mexico, I've been to Guatemala, I've been to Peru, and uh, Venezuela, Cuba, and Puerto Rico. Wow, cool. What's uh, what's the next book of the Bible after Deuteronomy? Joshua. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like? Yes, that is that is true. Joshua, Joshua. That's just such a random question, but I guess this is That's, what it is. That is Bible <laughs> trivia right there. Um, to what church? No, name the seven churches that the Book of Revelations was was written to. Ooh. And talked about uh, in order, in alphabetical order. In order? No, forget that. <laughs> I'm kidding. Just in order, bro. Ephesus, Perg per Pergamum, um, Sardis, uh, Laodicea. Are you checking? Yes. Okay, hold on. Uh, hold that thought. Find the page. You need to say them again? No, yes. You have Ephesus. Okay, well, I know for sure, because okay. I don't know this, but I'm, you're a pastor, okay. so you gotta know this. Ephesus, Laodicea. Philadelphia, Sardis, um, Pergamum, um, that's five or six? What did I say? You're missing two. Uh, did I say Sardis? Ding, ding, did I say Philadelphia? Ding, 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 yes. Ding, ding. Um, ding, ding. Smyrna and Pergamum and then Thyatira. You said Pergamum twice, Th I think. Thyatira. So, so Ephesus... Laodicea, Pergamum, um, Smyrna, Philadelphia, Thyatira, um, Pergamum. Oh, Sardis. 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 Man, we, I said all seven. You, right? you did. You did say all seven. <laughs> to your credit, you said all seven. Wow. That's, Bro. That, those are hard ones, man. Yeah, that's that's why I asked it. You could ask the question, and then and then we could be done. Yeah. Um... Did you name your children after Bible, biblical characters, or yes? If not, yes. you're a heathen. Yes, Adonis is, is a, an equivalent <laughs> of I'm Adonijah. Um, Abriella is an equivalent of, of Gabriel, um, and wow, Elias. Well, you know, it's Elijah, right? Elias, Elijah, yeah. yeah. Elias in Spanish. 
Awesome. Wow, praise God. Cool. I'm very holy. <laughs> so, um, as you guys know, this is this is the second episode, but for our listeners that follow us on Facebook and are seeing this live or anything, this is like the first time they, they hear about, our, this is our second season. So we are officially, we just haven't dropped the first episode, episode mm-hmm. but we recorded it and this is the second episode. When I rap, it sounds amazing. When you rap... It doesn't sound amazing To preach heresy, I preach the gospel I follow the apostles, you follow Pentecostals Do not reform, so that's a risk I believe the five points, I can ask the risk so We are next to our next segment Which is Internet be wildin', kinda Cause it's gonna go somewhere else But As everybody knows Maybe not everybody But people who listen to Christian hip-hop which is a lot of people on our show, um, know that Flame dropped like his new album or EP, actually. And um, it's called Exronos, and he's like throwing a lot of shade and shots at people like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but just because of the tradition of Christianity that we we subscribe to, uh, that we, we come at it from. So, so he's throwing theological bullets at us and i'm ready to start shooting uh so aldo pass me the strap and roll down the window because we about to start about to ride on (laughs) when we ride on our enemies uh no but okay so it is relevant to the internet because that is what happened and people are talking about it all over the place if you haven't heard it you could hear it but it sucks and he's wrong but, <laughs> but no, okay, okay, okay. Well, let, let me clarify. Wow. Okay, let me. Let, That's how you feel. Let me, let me, let me say, it is the best sounding album that I've heard from him, like ever. So this is relevant because we're gonna be talking about assurance today, mm-hmm. and and um, this is not so much talking about that album, but this is just like a segue into that album. So that's, and it's kind of providential because we had, and we were going to talk about assurance this day at this time. And we wrote like months back. So before like this whole album came out, we were going to talk about this topic on this day at this time. So Mm -hmm. providentially it happened that way. So, so if you, if you've been hearing a lot of podcasts lately talking about assurance, especially gospel on tap, um, I'm. I'm not going to say more, but they're talking about the same thing. Yeah, that shows things. <laughs> and you have a podcast. We could talk about that later, but um, what we're going to talk about now Gospel is... Gospel You want to... You want to... Buy elsewhere. You want to dive into our main topic? Just ask general questions. Yeah, wait. So are we talking about the album as we no. dive into questions? No. No, that was that just was a just segue. Like, oh, okay. Gotcha, in, gotcha. But... Because a lot of what the album talks about is that he became a Lutheran because right. he, he needed assurance. Right. Yeah, so this this show and episode is not about that album or about Flame. This is just we're going to talk about assurance. Okay. And it comes in perfect timing because that album. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, so you sure, homie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the, the title of this episode is called You Sure, Homie. John's like... Yo, these, <laughs> these people are ghetto. <laughs> He's like, you have I'm like not. a very serious show, Gospel on Tap, 
Oh yes, brother. The Westminster Confession of Faith here. Bro, Gospel on Tap is not even. No, I know, you know, I know. I'm just that's, kidding. That's that's that's, that's SNS. That's Saints and Sinners. Yes. So, <laughs> Pastor Aldo, explain to us what the doctrine of justification. No. Yeah. That's 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 another show that you also and, have. And you like it. I do. Uh, but yeah. okay. Yeah. So well, I, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, cause you, bro, get to the point. We're going to. Está seguro. What? So to oh, you start sure? off, yeah. um, how do we know we are saved? If what? you want to know you're saved, you have to listen to MacArthur's preaching. He tells you. He tells everyone who's saved. <laughs> He's being so sarcastic right now. You don't do satire? On yes, you? yes, bro. Oh, that okay. will be good on... On there, because it's like a silence. It's gonna sound dope, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're literally all looking at each other <laughs> like. Um, well, I, 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 so I, that was that was me being sarcastic, um, because I think it's very hard to find assurance when with certain people that preach a certain way about assurance. Um, yeah. But here, here's here's the answer. So okay, hold on. Before we, can you define assurance? What does that mean? We, I guess we could pull up a dictionary. There's a lot of books in here. I, I mean, I, I, I was just say like this. Assurance is having a connection with your own self with the things about what God has accomplished through Jesus Christ to reconcile, save sinners to himself. So how do, you, how do, I, how do I personally connect those things of, of salvation that, that God has accomplished um, in history how do I connect that to my very person? How do I know that's mine? So how do I know what what he did for mm-hmm. sinners is specifically belongs to me as 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 a specific sinner? Mm. So how do I know like the you know how do I know that Jesus stuff, died for my sins? That stuff is mine. Yeah. How do I know that Jesus how, died for my sins? Yeah. My sins, not just like broadly, but yeah. how do I know that Jesus died for my sins? How do I know I'm going to heaven? Mm-hmm. How do I know I'm not going to hell? And how do I know that I will not lose that? I think it's part yeah. of assurance. Mm. How, do I, how do I know it's? How do I, I guess I say how do I always? How do I know that it's permanently mine? Yeah. You know, not just temporarily mm-hmm. yours. So how does one, a regular everyday Christian, how do how do we find assurance? Where does our assurance come from? Like, kind of, I'm asking this question kind of like to to open the conversation. You don't have to go in depth, but just kind of say you could say something, and then Caro could say something. I could say something. Like just kind of. Assurance comes from finding yourself perfect. Again? Again, no. No, no I'm, I'm being serious. <laughs> okay, okay. And we will unpack true, that. True assurance for I someone can only come from finding yourself perfect Bro, our with no flaws. Look, our listeners were driving in the highway right now. <laughs> and, and look, they're like listening. Oh, this I like this dude. I like this dude, Aldo. And then, and then boom. <laughs> What? Yeah. But I get I get what you're saying. We can unpack that later. It's fine. That's a good way to start it, actually. Yeah. So, you you must you must have perfection before God to be assured. So. Yes. So, Caro, what do you think assurance is? Or how? No, wait, wait, that was not my question. How do we get it? Yeah. How do we have assurance? Like, can we have assurance? How do we have assurance? So, 
we can have assurance. And I was thinking, I, I've been just like pondering about this uh, in preparation for the podcast. And I, I'd say that as, I wouldn't say um, all Christians because on like unfortunately there's certain just I guess denominations or camps in the Christian faith that um, don't live assured um, but yeah I think we can definitely definitely have assurance as believers and that can only be fi- found connecting to what Aldo started off saying in the perfect work of Jesus, like as our substitute. Um, mm. So, yeah, that is where we find it. I can't find it in myself. Like I can't introspect me and see how I'm living and find assurance in what I'm doing, even though that's what I personally I struggle with. Like I'm, yeah. a, I'm perfect at examining myself and mm. finding everything that's wrong. And so when I go that down that rabbit trail, like I forget that there's such thing as assurance. But then, thankfully, like I go to a church where I'm reminded and pointed back to the fact that like mm. Christ, like that is why Christ came and lived perfectly and died. And so, yeah, wow. that is where we find Praise assurance. Praise God. So yes. short answer, and we can unpack this <clears throat> as we continue the conversation, is that assurance is found in Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, that's period, like, point, period blank. point blank. And yeah. how we get there, let me we could we could talk about that. Let me let me let me can I can I add a can I add a no okay, I'm kidding, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but go ahead, yeah, uh, I would say assurance is in Jesus Christ for me. Um, I so say, yeah, G- G- assurance comes from Jesus Christ for me, not Jesus Christ in and through me. I think that's a key distinction because I, I, I'm not assured because of what Jesus does works through me and accomplishes through me. Mm, um, that's a good way to I'm, it. I'm saved because of what Jesus accomplished for, for me, me, irrespective yeah. of what happens through me. Yes, bro. that is good. Boom, bro. What? You just, yo, we just started talking about We need this. some prepositions. You just blew my mind right now. Can you define prepositions? For but and. Yes, wow. Yes, so yes. it isn't what you do. Say that again. Wait, I think I no conjunctions. Sorry, conjunctions. Yeah. Conjunctions. Okay. So, so why is this important? It's so important. I, I think. Look, I think it's really important. Why are we talking about assurance? Why is for Christ go to talk about assurance? Well, because we're Latino and we're Christian, and and I think this like affects us a lot. Yes. A lot. I think being both those things, obviously as a Christian, but even mm-hmm. like as a Latino, I has a little extra flavor to everything. Yes. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but like it, it's a it's an issue with us, uh, and 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 I've struggled with this question. Like, how do I know I'm safe? How do I know this is real? How do I like I've struggled with those questions for a long time. Yeah. A long time. So I, so why why do you think this is re- relevant, and why are we talking about this? Are you asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you. So um, I would say off the bat, because um, I think predominantly Latinos were raised Catholics. And 
I feel like there's some connection there. Hmm. Um, yeah. So that's off the bat my answer. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 the worldview exists uh, in the subconscious, even if it's not consciously being uh, kind of uh, interacted with. So we yeah. may, you may not be like a practicing Roman Catholic or you may not live in a home that even practices it, but, but the, the echoes and the residue of because that world, it's, 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 it's still subconsciously affecting us. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. that's so, I mean, most of Latin America, if you're born and you're automatically a Catholic, yeah. Yeah. And 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 also t- I think also that there's another layer to it that we are Roman we were Roman Catholics or a lot of us have Christians now. But not, then n- not by choice but by force. Yes, by force. <laughs> by it's by like, Hey, we're here. You're Catholic. Yes. Yeah. And it was way more bloody and way more horrible than that. But <laughs> but uh yeah. but after so okay, so we either are Roman Catholics or we jump into like, we're, we're either Roman Catholic or Pentecostal. And I, and I, and in some ways, I feel like uh, yeah. I've not, I want to be careful, but yes, because we could unpack this more here because. But, but I, I do think that a, a lot of Catholicism is is reincarnated in Pentecostal. Yes. Stuff. Why do you think mm. that is? Like, well, like, because it, because it, because it, because it, it fits. I mean, like you know, like we 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 really like familiar. And Latinos like familiar. We, I, I mean, human like like familiarity, mm-hmm. and so like, like oh, this kind of this kind of what I'm used to, but it's a little different, but it's not too different. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. a, a lot of like what you deal with in both worlds, there's there's some there's hey, th- this is this this is similar, but it's funner. <laughs> it's more so there's it's got, more like yeah, yeah yeah there's so I mean like because th- you think about like Roman Catholic Roman Catholicism is full of all sorts of weird visionary experiences all these visions of mary and and pentecostal christianity is, is really preoccupied with visionary experiences um you know roman catholicism is oftentimes um very much heavy-handed authoritative authoritarian yeah. leaders um by structure and and if you, i mean look if you go to if you go to a lot of pentecostal churches in miami sadly yeah it, it's like that bro like like it's like it's you know like you just you don't ask you, you don't, don't question yep. you don't you know you know like he's the man and 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 and, and his wife also is like she floats she floats she walks on water with homeboy you know I would add something else to the whole, like, what I've thought about, like, why, um, like, the Pentecostal denomination is so prevalent amongst Latinos. It's also because, at least here in Miami, what I've seen, like, you come as a as an immigrant and you come to, for, like, the American dream. Like, you come to um, make money and, like, get out of the life that you used to live back in your country. And so that's kind of like what they promise like the mm, like that's they, good um so it's yeah 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 that's, that's true where i've seen like that is very true the attraction for the latino so this is this is not <laughs> like to throw that like my our intention for talking about pentecostalism is to throw yeah. shade I, I, yeah. I know some solid pentecostals i believe the gospel love the bible but but what what most of most of what i've seen and i've experienced it's been abuse 
yeah. has been abuse mm -hmm. in those circles. Because even growing up, I went to a solid biblical, Bible-believing Pentecostal church, and it was solid. Mm -hmm. Like, but because of what you're talking about, like health, wealth, and like if you believe Christianity, God's going to give you a lot of money. Like yeah. tithing, you, you sow a seed and, you know, like that kind of mentality mm -hmm. corrupted that church. Yeah. Like literally corrupted it because after that, then came, we had apostles now. Like, the, and there was some apostle from, from, where was he from? Guatemala or something. Some dude that God revealed himself to. And then, and then now our church was coming under this apostle and, mm -hmm. I remember going to church and my mom telling me to take off my gold chain and give it to the offering plate because an apostle was there and he was saying, you have to sacrifice sowing a seed. If you sow a seed, God will bless you. And my mom, we didn't have money. Yeah. So what we do, my mom told me, this is not gold anymore, but <laughs> my mom told me, take off your chain and put it in the plate for the man of God. Mm. So what I'm, what the type of, Pentecostalism, and even like, they don't have to be that explicit. Right. Um, I think we do this because we're human beings, like Aldo was saying. But um, yeah, so that messes us up. That's the point. So yeah, and that tied tied to assurance, yeah. like that is what we're after. We have we want this type of assurance that like, whether you're trying to find your assurance in God blessing you because you are giving more. In the end of the day, like assurance is tied to that because I don't know, maybe you yeah. want to know whether you're truly saved. So that is, I think, where it ties to assurance in this mm -hmm. in this conversation. Yeah, yeah. So I think so, just real quick, something else is uh, in the, in the Roman Catholic Church, they don't declare salvation; they lord salvation. The church manages salvation the church yes. so, so you're saved because of the, what the authority of the figures the they tell you and, the, and, and again like los, you, los pa, la, what is it papas yeah los so, papas so basically yeah. if, if, I go to, padres, if, padres. if i go to a church in miami that's 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 pentecostal i'll find myself feeling like i'm saved because the person there gives me their personal their personal kind of affirmation that comes from their title and their position. Like, mm. look, because you do what I tell you, you're good. Mm -hmm. Because you listen to me, you're good. Because, mm. you know, but literally, like, pe people like uh, the largest church here uh, called Rey Jesus, um, they, they they tell people, like, if if you do what we tell you, like, you'll, you'll, you're blessed. And if you leave here, um, you're cursed. And wow. the idea is like... Oh, I've heard that too, bro. Yeah, yeah. The, I've heard the, that too. The idea is that individuals that are religious they don't declare to you the salvation that christ has um pronounced in the word they 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 manage it and they they kind of like i guess they're not stewards of mysteries they become lords of the mysteries themselves and wow. so you know mm -hmm. it's, and, and yeah. so you, you feel you feel like you're right before god based upon how a person manages that based upon whatever whatever filters and whatever hoops they want you to jump through. Yeah. You know? So it, I, I think this conversation is super relevant to us as 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 Christian Latinos, um, because of the experiences like that. And even you don't even have to be in those spaces to do uh mm -hmm. you don't even have to be in those spaces to struggle with your assurance. Right. How do I know I'm really a Christian? Mm -hmm. 
So that's what we're trying to unpack today. Have you asked yourself, that, have you ever struggled with that personally? Assurance. Like, have you ever struggled with your faith like that? Like, this, this is totally like a Caro, a Caro answering <laughs> question. Yes. Like, she, she's, yes. Yeah, she, she's like, yeah, go ahead. Dale, yeah, dale. for sure. Like I was saying earlier, like, this is something that I, I struggle with. I've, um, like Aldo has definitely like helped me walk through, through like my doubts and stuff. But, um, it's definitely an area in my life where I think um, the enemy and myself, like it's a mixture. I feel like he, it's an area that really debil debilitates me when I question like my salvation and mm. um, it's very debil debilitating. And so it's been something that I, that when I'm like, like reading and stuff, it's definitely something that's like um, in, your mind? in my mind, yeah. Uh-huh. And by God's grace and just like I I'm I can see how um understanding the Bible better has and just un embracing like the gospel more and more in my doubts and in my uh, wow. questioning. That's a good point. Um how that's I'm just not where I used to be before in, in just how paralyzed I get. And just, yeah. yeah. Hmm. That, that's a good point because um, people often ask me, the people that I go to church, even some people who, who listen to this uh, podcast, they often ask me, like, why did you leave this church? Like, I'm not going to say the name, but why did you leave this church? Like, why, like, why are you at that church? Especially who I am, what they see, and then the church... That I am the denomination Presbyterian. You know what? He, you know, you don't hear that and then click Mexican dude, mm -hmm. ex gang member, ex you know whatever. All that you don't you don't. And and the denomination that was from was that like you would hear that name and boom you think about an image and that's me. Mm -hmm. But okay, so why did I leave it? And and I think now that I think about it, it's it was because of my assurance, like what you said right now. Because you understand the gospel, like the more you study scripture and the more you learn from things, like it's it takes you to a right understanding of assurance. Like it takes the burden off of you mm -hmm. and places it somewhere else. Yes, it magnifies Jesus and what he did and you kinda like it reduces me. Yes. Yeah. So and that's why I thought this 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 is important. Because I struggled a lot in my early Christian walk because intentionally or unintentionally, like my pastors, my leaders, all the people would put burdens on me. Like if you didn't go to prayer, mm -hmm. if you didn't go to Bible study, prayer, kids Bible study, like every single thing, my whole week, I had to go to something. I had to because I needed, because I wanted yeah. to be in leadership because I needed to do this. So there was burdens on me. So I always question like, Mm -hmm. I'm tired of this, and I equated that with my salvation. I'm like, yeah, but and, and that's what that's why I said originally that the quest for assurance is is by obtaining a status of perfection, and all those things that you're talking about, you, you never get perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can go, you you can you can pray, and you can evangelize, um, 
-hmm. Let's say there's reincarnation. I don't believe there is, okay? But let's say there was. And let's say you evangelized and you prayed and you fasted and you, I don't know, you, you gave whatever, like for 600,000 lifetimes. You still would not be perfect. You still would not be flawless. Mm. No matter how many things you do. So how do you, if that's what you have to have, like, where do you get that? Yes. You, you have to get that from history, mm. where Jesus Christ enters into history and becomes the flawless God-man who achieves perfection, gifts it to us, and on top of that, he wipes away all of our imperfections in his, in his, in his blood um, and resurrection. And so, but a guy telling you to do more stuff <laughs> it's never going to get... Jesus says, you must be perfect as my Father in heaven is perfect. Or not, you must be more religious than that than that bum over there who doesn't do anything. You must mm. be perfect. And that's only so in, in we, Christ. Yeah, so how it's do we in Christ, that? In union with Christ. Mm -hmm. In union with his story. His story becomes my story, and his story is a perfect story, and he rewrites me into his perfect story, mm. a.k.a. Um, I'm good. Yeah, and, and that's why the gospel is needed in this conversation of assurance. It, actually, this conversation of assurance centers and should be always pointed back to the gospel mm -hmm. because that's where we find assurance. Yeah. Right. Because we all struggle with our faith. We yeah. all struggle with doubt. We all struggle with all those things. And we always have to remind ourselves about the gospel. What is the gospel? Yeah. What Jesus did in his, what, what, what God did in his son, yeah. mm -hmm. sending, a sending a perfect man to live a perfect life for us to die the perfect death and to be raised again and 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 when we believe in him that life that he lived gets accredited to our account yeah. mm -hmm. and our sinfulness gets accredited to him yeah. and and now we live in that we live so when god looks at us he doesn't see us he doesn't see jonathan the ex-gangbanger the mujeriego the 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 drunkard the the whatever i was he sees his perfect son, Jesus. And that's where you find assurance. Mm -hmm. Like in him, in him, yeah. not in me. Because if I look down at me, yo, and, and I'm he, freaking messed up. And here's yeah. another way to flip it is that uh, we're, we get assurance from God's words that he, he, he says to us. Um so it says, it says, and almost all like the, the the letters of the Bible, it says we're saints by calling. Meaning like God declares us to be saints. He doesn't make us saintly and then say, because I made you saintly, now you're a saint. He pronounces us to be saints. So it's kind of like, oh wow, okay. So kind of like, um, he says you're you're already a you're you're a saint. Yeah, like you're a saint. The, the judge the, the judge declares us to be saints. For Christ's sake, and based upon the judge's declaration, based upon what he says, what he pronounces, that 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 word that 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 he has pronounced over me is what makes me a saint. He 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 pronounces me. He declares me. He announces me. It's almost like here's a, here's a picture that I use a lot of times in church, is that um, there's a lot of ugly kids, okay, <laughs> um, and yes. there's a lot of parents that declare them to be beautiful and lovely. Um, and the love, the declaration of loveliness has nothing to do with the child. It has everything to do with the one declaring that to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's 
how we become righteous before God, which is how we become assured, is the judge <laughs> declares us righteous because of what is in him and what comes out of his mouth, not because of what he sees mm -hmm. in us. Because whenever God looks at us, they fail. Wow. But it's based upon his words, his pronouncements. So, you know, it's kind of like if you look at marriage, you know, like I, 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 by, by the power invested in me, I now declare you husband and wife. Okay. Uh -huh. that, that, that relationship is, is established, established by a declared statement based upon an official figure. And so when I, when I go to the Bible, I don't look for assurance based upon um, what God sees in me, but what God has pronounced over me, towards me, um, for Christ's mm. sake. Um, and, it's, and it's in spite of me. It's not because of me. You so know, you have to look outside yourself and your own Christianity, your own walk, your own failures, and, and, and look to something. Yeah. So it's another, another simple way to put it is like, God, you ask God, like, why are you forgiven? God says, because I said so. Because <laughs> I said so. Basically, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, you think about, because like... he did something, yeah. He sent something. Just think about uh, the, the, the story of the paralytic where it says, um, how did the paralytic become forgiven? Because Jesus told him he's forgiven. Mm -hmm. Son, wow. your sons are forgiven. So how would that how would that paralytic understand he was forgiven? Because Jesus spoke words of forgiveness, and because he spoke those words, there goes his forgiveness. There goes. So like, if I want to know where I'm at with God, I go to what he said. Mm, not like how I feel, how I look, how or you feel, well, how I mean, am I walking? I mean, how you feel, man? How you feel is always jacked up. Yeah. yeah you know, I feel happy and I feel <laughs> depressed. I mean, your feelings. Yeah, like one day I feel like I'm on fire for God and I'm yeah. doing so much for the church, and and the next day you're like, screw yeah. this, yeah. I want to leave. Yeah. Uh, Assurance comes not from what you see in yourself, but based upon what God has said. Hmm. He said about you concerning Christ, and the thing you know what's interesting is like, um, it says that all of us who are in Christ have put on Christ like a garment. What does that mean? Is like. All the things that are true about Christ now cover you. So you can't look at yourself naked as you are. You have to look at yourself as you're clothed in Christ. You put on Christ like a garment. So basically when God looks at you, he don't see you. He sees Christ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how do you know if you're right? Then you have to look to Christ, Christ. to the Christ that you're hidden in, clothed like a garment. So I got a look. I got a lot of things. I got a lot of blemishes on my body. But if you know, let's say I had a I had a long outfit on, you can't see all those things because because they're covered by some some something outside of it. Yo, right? damn. So boom. like so like yeah. Look, I look at myself and I'm jacked up and I'm inconsistent and my faith is imperfect. But if if I look at myself as clothed in Christ, all those things are covered by something that kind of trumps those imperfections yeah. this is yeah. good news Bro, it is that's good, good news. news and it's like i feel like the more like that we read the bible the more it like pops up um and like a verse that i've i was thinking about in reference to like assurance it's like ephesians chapter one where um he's uh paul is saying how he he chose us in him before the creation of the world to yeah. be holy and blameless in his sight in love he predestined us for adoption to sonship so like before the foundation of mm. the world, before the creation, like 
this was th this was declared, like Aldo was saying. Um, and there was nothing we could do about it because we weren't there, yeah. you know? I, so that's comforting I, as well. I think, what, what you, what, I like what you bring out Ephesians, because Ephesians is, is telling us to walk through all the doors. So, so you, you say like, oh, I'm saved because I believed. And then it's like, there's, there's a door behind that. Mm. So, then what? the other door is, is Christ. So I, the Holy Spirit gave me faith to, to believe Christ. Mm -hmm. And then that leads me to the door of Christ. Christ lived a life. He died a death. He was raised. And then behind that door is like the Father planned this whole thing out. Before Christ came into the world, before you were born, He planned to save you, not because of you, through Christ and the Spirit. So there's, there's all these doors. And when you open the last door, God's like, I didn't anticipate you being a Christian, want to be a Christian. I didn't. I, I anticipated. And like um, he knew all the things that you were going to become, like, yeah. and all the sins that you're going to make, like your deepest, most darkest secrets that you've never told to anybody. He, he knows all those things. Right. And still, he did that for you. And that, yeah. I guess that's the, yeah, yeah, that's the beautiful news of, yeah. of so, Christ. Yeah. I have a question for Aldo, and then maybe you can walk us do that so as human beings we have emotions right and I, like our emotions i think at least for me um that's the where my my questioning assurance comes in like i i just don't feel like my or maybe it's not my emotions maybe it's like my thoughts which then make me feel a certain way um but like how do we i guess navigate through emotions and like questioning our assurance because i feel like also like in being latino and like there's a lot of emotion like emotion <laughs> there's a lot of emotion <laughs> yeah i don't know like we're extra yeah, in we're all extra. aspects extra and, like, <laughs> extra extra read all about it i mean emotion assurance emotions are good emotions have been given to us by god but the problem is is that look man like when we build a house, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta put a foundation first, and then you gotta put up beams, and then you, you can probably tell me more about this, right? Mm -hmm. And then you know you, you build upon things, and the problem is that we put, we put emotions on the bottom layer. That's kind of like the at the that we're gonna build our Christian house with the with the I foundational layer of emotions, and wow. when, <laughs> and so how I, I'm only gonna be able to feel so. I feel Jesus' work is only as far as the fa the foundational layer of my emotions, and now then the emotions wow. become very bad. Yeah, then it's like yeah. But I, I have look. There, there's a passage I really like. It, uh, it's First Timothy one five. It says the goal of our of our of our instruction or preaching is love. There's an emotion. Where does where does where does love come from? Um, a pure heart. Oh great. Where does that come from? A clean conscience. Where do I get a clean conscience? Sincere faith. So that there, there you go. That that's that's a, that's a Christian structure. Mm. Right. My my emotions being right don't come from looking to emotions. It comes from like internal purity, internal desire. Your your desires being right mm -hmm. leads to your emotions being right. But I can't stop there. I gotta go to. I, I need a clean conscience. Mm. Where do I get a clean conscience from sincere faith? Meaning, like you got to be looking at the right 
things, seeing the right things, trusting the right things, like resting in the right looking things. Looking to Jesus. Yeah. So when you look to Jesus in faith, your conscience is cleansed. And when your conscience is cleansed, you have an internal purification and then comes healthy emotions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yo, this like is blowing my mind, bro. It's, I, I think this conversation is super helpful, especially the way it's going and flowing. Um, and I, I have a follow-up question to Carlos that it's it kind of it, it's kind of a, a part of her question and is that okay? So what about doubt? Like because we that's what it is. Our emotions express doubt. Like mm -hmm. we doubt, mm -hmm. we doubt ourselves. Our emotions take us to doubt. So yeah. what is the role of, of doubt in, in 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 us in our Christian walk? Like in in our faith and in, in our assurance. What is How's that play into to this whole conversation? Like, cause, cause we have doubt all the time. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know about you guys, but well, I, I got I got doubt all the time. I, I, I say this to Kato like a lot, cause cause this is something that I don't know. She just just talks to me a lot about. I said, listen, every Christian's a believer, non-believer. No one's one or the other. Every Christian. Mm. Remember that whole conversation with the dude on the bottom of the mountain is like, I believe, help my unbelief. Yeah, that's every Christian. So, <laughs> hey, bro. I, I, I think if if you don't have space for doubt in your faith, look, Jesus said, Shh. if you got mustard seed faith, like not that's that's not a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's not a lot. And he says, if you, he says with, with little faith, that's very significant. So I, I think part look, this is gonna sound like like I'm contradicting myself, but part of having um, assurance through faith is realizing that your faith is gonna. It's gonna be effective before God, even it's even though it's all it's all clouded with doubts. Like I'll give you a picture that's helpful. Um, one person, there's two people going to a doctor, okay. Mm -hmm. And one person is like, you know what, man? This person's gonna fix me. They're gonna help me. Like I'm I'm running and I'm jumping on 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 the operating table because I trust the doctor. Mm -hmm. The other person is like going into the doctor's office and they're going out like, I don't know, you know, like, and they're like, they're like going in and going out every level mm -hmm. to the, to the actual door. Yeah. And in the midst of that, they get on the table. Guess what? Both of them are going to benefit from the surgeon because it's not about how confident the patient's coming to the surgeon. Oh, it's all about yeah, the, the, the surgeon. But so like we and we and we always going to be the second person. Yeah, we trust Whoa. Jesus, but we got all these doubts. But guess what? Because faith is built on the trustworthiness of the one we're trusting, not the quality of the one trusting. The oh, one we trust. We, we good, bro. Yeah. So you got you got to have you got to have space for doubt. Yo, that's crazy. Bro. Yeah. Can I like you even gotta, expect it? Like. That yeah. is a thing. Wow. It's a natural thing. Because other, otherwise, here, here, here's something else that's going to like, maybe like sound strange. We make our faith a savior. So I, I believe that how well I trust is how good I can feel about Jesus. Faith. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. But, but faith mm. is not a savior. Faith is a bucket that connects you to the living water. Right? <laughs> but we make the bucket the yeah. thing, yo. And it's not. Dang, bro. That that reminds me of, of of a quote that some guy once said. Um, he said, "It is not it is not like great faith. It's not great faith, faith. that saves you. 
It is not like this whole like desire that saves you. It's not like, oh, today I feel like I believe God more. Like it is not it is not great faith that saves you. It is it is the object, the thing that yeah. faith right. it is the thing that faith is trusting yeah. that saves you. So it's yeah. not your faith, like the strength of your faith or your faith or but it is the 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 object what it's pointing to yeah. and the what right. what is what it is pointed to is Jesus. Yeah. I, I, That's what saves you. Yeah. That's why faith saves you. But faith is like you said, like a connect, bro, like he, a connection. Yeah, yeah. Here's like, one thing you could say: it. Faith, faith saves you through Christ. No, I'm sorry. Christ saves you through faith, not faith saves you through Christ. So Christ saves you through faith, not faith saves you through Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, okay. we we, we got to yeah. be careful not to flip it. Yeah, yeah, you know? and it's flipped so often in all areas of our life yeah. like like yeah. last week i think it was friday i heard like just have faith and like god will that just that phrase like have faith and god will like it's very conditional like god yeah. well, as opposed to just trust him because you should right no man god you know what god does in the bible he doesn't say just yeah. trust me because i say so because you know he's he gives you thousands of reasons about his competency mm. yeah. and yeah. as he tells you how competent he is faith comes from that mm -hmm. wow mm -hmm. as opposed to just putting it on you just like like no man faith comes from regularly getting smacked in the face with how competent god is yeah mm, that's good that's good bro so uh last question to wrap this all up uh what role does the devil play in our assurance bro how does he negatively affect our assurance? He, he takes he takes the Christian telescope um, that the Holy Spirit is. I mean, the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. It's 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 like a Christian telescope magnifying something about you know the Lord in in heaven in his in his triumphant glory. And so what the devil does is he gets you to switch a telescope with a mirror. That's what he does. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, like explain points that, at that. yourself. Like. So, uh, so instead of looking, instead of instead of you looking outside of yourself and looking at something and having uh, having something that magnifies something outside of yourself that's trustworthy, he says you need a mirror, not a telescope. Wow. Mm -hmm. So you got to look at yourself. Dang. Well. Yes. And uh, and that's what we do. And that's what and that's mm -hmm. how he torments and, all uh, the time. And that's what we do, like. Yo, I was talking about this earlier, like, I, uh, earlier, earlier. And, 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 then he, and then he gives you a preacher who's always putting a mirror in your face. Mm-hmm. Look, the law is a mirror, right? Like, but are he, you a good person? Yeah. Have you lied? Do you steal? Do you cover? Do you yeah. lust? The law is yeah. a mirror. We need that. Yeah. But the telescope of hope and assurance, you know, the, 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 the gospel is, is a telescope looking to Christ. The law is a mirror, but the, but the devil makes the mirror the gospel. The good news, uh, the good news is 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 your reflection. Mm -hmm. It's not your reflection is not good news. Mm -hmm. Not nah. our reflection is what we needed to be saved from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, dang, bro, that's. Yeah. I don't know. And I feel like that is his goal. Has been his goal from the beginning for us to diminish like what we have in Christ. Because once he gets us focused on ourselves, like we there's this like sense of defeat because we're focused on ourselves and then 
like where is Christ glorified in that? You know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the devil is God's devil, so like God allows him to do that to us, Mm, so that then we can get to a point where we're like. Ah, yeah. like I suck, and yeah, the enemy, like the <laughs> devil, yeah. yeah. But then it's like you get to this pit where it's like I have no hope in me, and I must look up. And so then we mm. take out the telescope, like Aldo was saying, and then yeah, we yeah. like focus. We, yes, and that's life. There's a, there's a, <laughs> the measure, the mirror. Are, yeah, God uses that. Good point. Because I feel like a lot of times, like I lived my life like hating doubt and like I would literally just wake up. This was before coming to reconcile. I would wake up, check my heart and question like how do I how do I feel like do I feel like a Christian today? Damn. And then that would literally set the course for the rest of my day. And if I didn't, I would be like defeated uh, like completely. Like everything would bother me, everyone would bother me. And um yeah. And so now I'm like I wake up and I don't ask myself that question, but if I were to ask myself that question, I would be like, yeah, I doubt Christ today. I don't feel like a Christian, but that is why I needed to, I needed Christ. And so then I don't, I mean, some days I still walk defeated, but then other days I'm able to rejoice in like what he did, you know? So it's like embracing that doubt and like not running away from it or trying to fight it, just embracing it and knowing that in Christ, like God is sovereign over even our doubt and like our Mm. unbelief and just. So so thank you for that. That was a dope conversation, dope theology for your back pocket. And um, I hope this this helps a lot of people because it it helped it has helped me. It just blew my mind just talking about this. And this is like an important topic for it's us. It's so important. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, yeah, I feel like going yeah. back to like church history. I was reading. It is assurance is the reason why like like one of the main reasons as to why the Reformation happened like from the Catholic yeah. Church. So it's huge. It's huge. It's like something that it's not new to the believer. Like we've been struggling with assurance. So if you're out there as a listener struggling with yeah. assurance, like know that you are not yeah. weird. You're not like mm-hmm. weak. Yeah. Like you're like, no. Or, you, or I would say this one, one more thing and we can close down. Or if you've left the faith, if you mm-hmm. once, mm-hmm. if you, if you're just doing it because you like God or you like Aldo or you like me and, and or whatever. But if you like listen to them, you're like, I'm not a Christian. I just came to listen to them. But if you at, at one point walked and claimed to be a Christian and left the faith and doing your own thing, like I would say there is times that I've done that mm. for periods, long periods of time, years. Mm. I've, I've, I went back to my old sin. I went and, and whatever, you know, but there's hope for that because God doesn't let you stay there. Mm-hmm. He doesn't let you stay there. So to to the listener out there that does that has struggled with sin and still like whatever and you know Christ is always there. He's always there with open arms. Like it's kind of cheesy, yeah. but mm-hmm. it's true. Yeah. You know, Jesus is for you. This message is for you, and you find assurance not in yourself, but in Jesus. So thank you for listening <laughs> to another episode of For Christ y Cultura. Yo, this was a dope conversation. It was. I feel like it almost needs part two. <laughs> Maybe this will be. As always, um, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Season two, we're excited. Like, see, like we have new people. We got, we got new co-hosts. We got guests. We got live stream. And uh, like, well, we're not we gonna got, have this all the time. And we got, stream. and we got one. 
behind the oh, scenes. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to our recording yes. studio, um, Christ Family Church related for all this for for the man behind the scene, John. Thank you so He's much a for, wizard of Oz, bro. for for yes. producing, for listening, for putting up with our ghetto ness. And uh, you are awesome. Yeah, thank you. So <laughs> yeah. So don't forget to follow us on the Instagram, the Facebook, yes. and tune in to our episodes through any any way, any means that you listen to podcasts. Yes, and if you like this, leave us a voice message. Please. I don't know the number because I'm not Josue and I didn't memorize it, but under the show notes, you're going to have it there. The number you could call and leave us a voicemail. Ask or, us questions. Yeah, something you want to talk about or how this blessed you in any way. So, mm -hmm. I'm Jonathan. And here's Caro. And for Christ Cultura, peace! You don't doubt you don't change. If you have to have finite answers to infinite questions, uh, you're not going to move. Yeah, build my life on this. Life unlearning lies that I heard in a dumb sermon. What I unearthed got me uncertain. More knowledge and more sorrow. Worrying that never fixed tomorrow. Just take away all my strength today. It was black and white, but now pay was great. Maybe that cloud that I've been stuck in. I constructed, I conducted, orchestra a noise. I don't hear your voice. I done made the choice. My consumption, a TV, tablet, tweeting, twerking, gramming, gaming, rapping, working, fashion, working, 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 working. Can't tell if I, my mind, I just made it. My faith, I misplaced it. My pain, I upgraded. Lost my happy thoughts. I got jaded, focusing my